0: Okay. Um I should really just completely start this over. No let me. I'm like a bird on a flywheel. Oh, what the fuck is up? Excuse me, man. g no No, a minute. Um welcome back to episode 2 of Let's really get into it. As you can tell, I have had a cup of coffee today. And it's it's definitely thick in the veins right now, let me tell you. <laughs> And that's me supposed to have a meeting right now. Welcome to Let's Really Get Into It, a podcast where we dive into the raw, unfiltered reality of all that life throws our way. My guests and I share stories and struggles happening in our lives right now and how we've gotten through them in the past in order for you to learn from our mistakes, grow through your own battles, and navigate life with a more positive perspective. I hope you find unity in this community, validation in this vulnerability, and honestly, some humor in all this humility, because laughing through this shit is just as important too. I am so excited to be here together. Now let's really get into it, y'all. If you have tuned into episode one, then you know that it has taken me about two and a half months to pull out this equipment and be here again. So thank you for your patience. I feel like I'm like an, in a waiting room at a doctor's appointment. Thank you so much for your patience. The doctor will be right in to see you. Um, I honestly, t- to be very transparent, a lot of just bad shit has happened since I recorded episode one. And it was not, it wasn't a great time. <laughs> it wasn't that fun. And I didn't want the episode to come across as like a welfare check. Um, I wanted to be able to speak to you from a sense of some sort of normalcy. And ain't shit really normal, but I at least feel better. And I also just procrastinate on everything I do and need to work on consistency. So that's probably actually the main reason. But we'll go with uh, option A that i had just listed before then because it's it makes me feel better i know for a fact if i would have recorded this podcast in november or december it would have just been me crying for 47 minutes and it came like a baseball bat on the back of my fucking head which i think i maybe used that same analogy in my last podcast episode but it was just like a metal bat this time instead of a wooden one like it just it felt worse So you may be asking, what has happened since episode one that's been so bad? Some of it has been actual occurrences, and a lot of it has just been me having to face a lot of feelings. I got super, super, super sick, sickest I've been in years. As I was starting to feel better, I then totaled my car. I got hit. And then right after I got hit, as I was starting to feel better from that, I got food poisoning for the first time I think ever in my life. As I was then recovering from food poisoning, I got served papers and I am in an active lawsuit thanks to the woman that hit me. So within a month and a half, every week something new was happening and I had already not had the greatest five months prior here in Houston. And when i moved into my house my roommate was like girl the room that you're gonna move into i swear is cursed everybody who's lived in it before you has had bad shit happen to them and i'm like yeah but i'll be fine you know my good energy i'm a sweet talk the little spirits nothing's gonna be bad and we're talking like people getting robbed at gunpoint in their car In downtown Houston one girl got like 13 STDs in the 13 months she lived there which at that point I feel like is a user error not just the bad energy Um, another girl got a DUI when she was completely sober how that happened I don't know Um, and then another girl actually just outright said she saw a shadow following her at all times and it's been that way since she was a kid so we're not just talking about small inconveniences here and i decided no no no. put me put me in there how many rounds are in a boxing match i said we're gonna go all of them and they kicked my ass in all of them and so i thought you know what i think it's time to move out of that room so i have readjusted myself and moved into our other bedroom in our home which has already brought some good juju into my frequency for the new year, because November and December came in like, baby, hold on, that bat we hit you with in the back of your head? We're averaging over 500. What's a good batting average? Like 700? Is that even how you calculate batting averages? I'm gonna ask Siri. Hey Siri, what's a good batting average? Oh, 300? (laughs) Okay, yeah, they were batting well over 300 even with these record-breaking at-bats i've had to sit back and realize that i asked for all of this to happen no i didn't ask to get t-boned by a what's my favorite word in the middle of an intersection but i asked for my life to change in drastic ways and i have to be accepting of the fact that my life changed in drastic ways It just obviously wasn't in the ways that I thought the ways were going to ways. I was naive to think that changing location was going to change my patterns, my habits, and my negative mindset that's been affecting me for the entirety of my adulthood. And I'm not saying we can't be delusional to think that we can like change our environment and things fall into place easier for us. Cause I think they can. And I think it's happened for a lot of people, but my experience here in Houston, it was almost like I was faced with the higher version of myself being like, listen, bitch, (laughs) you've been talking about it for years that you want to achieve this and change this and be this version of yourself that you desire to be. And we've been trying to like, hold your hand through that. We've been making it easy for you. And you've just ignored everything that you should have been doing. So now you have absolutely no other choice but to change everything that you say you want to change. And I can acknowledge that most of the shit that has happened to me has been out of my control. Not all, but a lot of what has happened to me has been out of my control. Car accident, getting sued, food poisoning even, which I know it sounds crazy to throw that in there. But when it's the millionth thing that has not gone your way, it takes a toll on your mental health. But the lesson in it is I've ignored taking control of my life for so long that it almost feels like the universe was like, okay, well, if you're not going to take control of your own destiny, like you've talked about and thought about for the last four years with your hippy dippy ass, we're just going to control this shit for you and give you the outcome that ultimately you need just in a way that isn't going to feel very good because at some point you're either going to continue to live a life that's shitty and unfulfilling or you're going to finally step into being the person that you say you want to be. I used to sleep on my couch all the time in Seattle um, because I loved it. It was so comfy and my little lighting in there. And that's where I had my TV. And I remember so clearly one night falling asleep and just being like, this is what I want for myself when I move to Houston. And one of the things was starting to interior design Airbnbs, whether it was like my own Airbnb spaces or someone else's, because I, I just love that. I want to get paid for my creativity. I think the other one was like styling. There were just big other things like just being more mature and following in my passions and making more money. And actually one of them even being that I wanted to take over my car payment because I was very fortunate for all of my life to have my cars um, be purchased by my parents my first two were kind of beaters, but my last one was my cute little Honda fit. And that thing got me everywhere. So I didn't have a car payment. I think I paid my parents back some of what they paid for the car, but it was nowhere near, you know, like the full price of it. And then I also got away with not having to pay my car insurance. And so I was like, okay, girl at 28, at the time, I was 27 before I moved here, but I'm like, you got to start paying your own car insurance. And it's always been a running joke with me and my mom that like, you know, the next birthday card is going to be like, happy birthday time to start paying your own car insurance, which looking at it now, I am so grateful and so thankful that my 28th birthday card did not have that note in it. Because if I would have gotten in this accident and gotten sued on top of that with my own car insurance coverage, I would be starting to go fund me um, for y'all to keep me above water. And I already feel like I'm drowning. So I can't even imagine what that would have been like for me in this situation. So, shout out to my mom and dad for that. Thank you. But there was just this sense of me being like, okay, I need to pick it up and do better as an adult. And I wanted all these changes to happen. And it's actually so interesting because one of my manifestations came to fruition very quickly. Once I moved here, it was the interior design one. It wasn't for an Airbnb, but it was for a friend's rental that he was moving into for like this last year. I'll never forget. I was sitting on the floor of my roommate's bedroom and I think I was three days away from needing to pay rent both at my seattle location and here in texas and i was like i don't have that money reminder i moved to texas with absolutely no plan no savings no nothing it was like can you be here by june 1st and it was like the middle of april or march whenever it was that i was like sure i can get up and go in a month and a half why not so i needed money so fucking badly And I was sitting on her floor and I was just like, I just need someone to pay me to interior decorate their entire house because I know I would be so good at it. And I get up, I go take a shower, maybe 25, 30 minutes later, I get a text from a friend and he's like, Hey, I was actually just thinking about you. I am redoing my house and I want to get your input on some things and I replied back kind of joking like oh do you need me to just come redo the whole thing and whether this was his plan or not the next message was like can I actually book you a flight tonight I need it done by Wednesday this was Saturday night at like 9 p.m by the way so we're talking Sunday Monday Tuesday leave Wednesday and I was like yeah absolutely let me send you my TSA pre-check information right now and I was on a flight the next morning I interior decorated his entire house in three days by no means was it like the extravagant decorating that I thought I would do when I manifested this before I moved to Houston but if anything it affirmed that my wants can be fulfilled and so I go out there he pays me money I'm able to pay my rent and actually when I was out there too, I got the call that my apartment in Seattle had gotten rented. I don't think I've shared this story either, but when I moved to Houston, my apartment in Seattle had not yet been rented and I was not able to get out of it. I could only wait until someone filled it. So I had to pay. I couldn't sublease. I couldn't, there was like no run around with it. I don't know why, but I pretty much just had to hope and pray that someone would move into my apartment. Otherwise, I had to keep paying for it. So I got the call when I was out there that my apartment had gotten rented. So within three days, I didn't have to pay my rent in Seattle and I got m- enough rent money to live in Houston. And I was like, hell yeah, this manifesting shit is going to be easy. You can't tell me anything. Like, I was really in my like beat up pickup truck out there that I was moving stuff around in like, y'all can't tell me anything. And then I get back to Houston and that's when everything got very real for me and things started going towards rock bottom. I had come off this high and getting paid this insane amount of money for three days of work that came out of literal thin air. Like I thought he bugged my phone because I sat in a bedroom 25 minutes before and wished for it. And I came back to Houston and I stalled. I completely just became stuck. All of these negative thoughts came into my mind and my body and my space. It was like, oh my God, how do I continue to make money? How do I do this? I'm so broke, I can't, like there was no focus on the fact that I had just done something miraculous. And instead of leaning into any momentum that I could have taken from that moment, I froze. It was like this paralysis. And that paralysis really felt like it was the catalyst for everything else to not work in my favor. And one thing that I really learned through that situation is it wasn't even the fact that my manifestation of interior designing a house came true. The most important thing I learned from that was working through the mental blocks that showed themselves through it or after it. That is more important than the fact that I got paid all the money that I got paid to do this. And that has just continued to be the theme when bad shit happens. My wants and desires and my manifestations are not showing up as the physical thing that I'm asking for. They're showing up as the lesson that I need to learn and the shit that I need to change within myself in order for my manifestations to actually come true. And once I understood the assignment, I have become more at peace with everything that has happened. And I tell people all the time, everything happens for a reason. And I also tell people all the time that I hate cliches. (laughs) Like, you know, what is it? I wrote one down. It was like the Oh, yeah. Choose your hard. I hate that. Like, what is it that meme where it's like divorce is hard, marriage is hard. Choose your hard. Uh, you know, working out 3 days a week is hard, but living an unhealthy life is harder. Choose your hard. And it's like, okay, we get it. I, it's I hate that bullshit so much. But then you have life lessons and experiences that happen And the only way you can describe them is through a fucking cliche. And what I don't like about cliches is they're just these simple statements. And for the longest time, I felt like there was no meat and potatoes to it. People would just say it. Like, oh, baby, I'm so sorry. Just trust the process. And you're like, what? What? There's not even a process for me to trust right now. (laughs) Like what? I don't see a process. Do you? But in reality, they're not simple. Clichés are not simple at all whatsoever. There is complexity and emotions and trauma and connections that you have to make and go through in order to relate to and understand when someone says something like trust the process or choose your hard," or everything happens for a reason. I want to share what made me get to the cliche of choose your heart. I had journaled and I was really feeling it. That's actually the first line in my journal was, I'm just really feeling it. I'm feeling the negative things about me, probably because I'm more self-aware. I wrote that I was embarrassed and feeling disappointed in myself. All of my past mistakes with money, not being financially secure. Ooh, I wrote that I felt like a fucking loser. This was on December 4th. It's January, what, 15th? Oh, baby girl, man. Anyways, at the end of it, I, you know, was just like, I have to be better. I have to help myself out. And I wrote, I asked myself this. I said, why am I so comfortable being in this pattern, even though it hurts? And the pattern that I was thinking of was like just having no drive to do something. That's one thing I've struggled immensely with in my 20s is after basketball ended for me, feeling like, okay, what it, what drive do I have to do something? And that's a whole different podcast because I stopped playing basketball when I think I was like 19, 20. I can't quite remember. Um, so for 10 years, it's been rooted in that. And it's a very interesting thing to say. And I think really only athletes, other athletes understand the lack of direction you feel. I've been getting teary eyed. Damn. That you feel when you lose your sport. Um, and for me, I, I didn't choose to lose my sport. I didn't walk away from basketball. I had to walk away. Um, I was just lucky I could walk actually with all the damn hip surgeries I've had. But either way, I I could not keep playing. So I asked, you know, why is it that I'm so comfortable with being in this pattern, even though it hurts in terms of having no drive to do something? And I said, it's because I can continue to feel sad and sorry for myself. And I was like, damn, that's really what it's been is, I've had to internalize feeling sad and sorry for myself in so many aspects of my life. We're talking the child, like childhood trauma I endured, um, even going through losing something like basketball. A lot of it I just internalized and kept with myself. And this pattern was no different than my body being used to that feeling. My body now needs to feel sad and sorry for myself to feel normal. And I need to break that pattern. And then that led me to how can I get out of this pattern and change my subconscious and conscious mind about my feelings around that. And that's where I wrote the cliche, choose your hard bullshit. (laughs) And that, yes, I had it hard. And it wasn't validated for a lot of my life. But I do not want the hard to keep happening. So I have to forgive and move on. Forgive those who didn't know about the hard. Forgive the person who inflicted the hard. And forgive me for allowing the hard to stick around for so fucking long. Life doesn't need to be hard. I can release the hard. And then I went into some other kind of affirmations after that. Whew. That... I have not gone back and looked at this, (laughs) and you can probably tell in my voice that it's still kind of a powerful thing for me to go back and reread. So I'm going to ask you guys to answer the same questions. Why am I so comfortable being in this pattern even though it hurts? That could be in a relationship or multiple relationships, that could be with your spending habits that could be with your drive to do something that could be with any facet of your life ask yourself why am i so comfortable being in this pattern even though it hurts once you answer that ask yourself how can i get out of this pattern and change my subconscious and conscious feelings around it and see what comes up for you there all right I did not think that that was going to feel so raw and emotional for me. Um, but yeah, wow. I am really thankful that I can go back and reread these things because although I'm still very like emotionally connected to it, I learned something within myself that completely changed the way I perceive why I have no drive to do something. And I would have never gotten that if I didn't ask myself this while journaling. I mean, maybe it would have come to me in a different way at a different time, but how profound (laughs) for me to have the answers with inside myself, which you have the answers with inside yourself as well, to learn that the reason I, like the root cause of me feeling like I have no drive to do something is because I like the comfort of feeling sad and sorry for myself. That's nuts if you think about it. Like, now I'm going on my hippie woo-woo rant. But how cool is that, that we can possess the power within ourselves to give ourselves the answers that we seek? So often we're looking for these outside influences and it's you, it is all within you. Wow. Honestly, I have really nothing else to say. I wasn't expecting to feel such like a powerful effect from going back and reading this. I also had no idea I was really going to do that for the podcast episode. Um, So thank you for listening. Even though I'm the one that made this podcast, you guys still have to cultivate a safe enough space for me to even talk about these things. And I also want to say thank you for all the positive feedback that I've been hearing from episode one. I went home for Christmas and I had people telling me that they listened to my podcast that I would have never guessed, even knew I put a podcast out. And that is really, really awesome. So I hope that you were able to reflect within this, learn something within this, and find Relatability within this, because I know I'm not the only person that felt the way I felt on December 4th in that journal entry. And I am sending you love because a month later, I feel so much different than what I felt on that day. I feel a clarity and a peace that everything in my life is okay. And that everything is going to work out in my favor. And I wholeheartedly believe that and have faith in that. And I have faith that your life is going to turn out to be exactly what you want, if not better. Because the only option we have is for shit to be better than we could have ever imagined. Like, we, we can't settle for less. We won't do it. We're not going to do it. We're not gonna take it. Okay, that means I need to get off this podcast. Thank you for listening. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. And I'll see you on the next episode.